Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. Um, Matthew, LSU beating Army 62 to nothing. Uh, definitely the most relevant game from recent history. That uh, great win by the Tigers, obviously. And um, anyway, preview in Florida. No. Uh, Alabama, we lost. Um, defense. If you want to hear our full in-game analysis, I guess <laughs> go watch the last episode because that's definitely our raw emotions in that one. Um, and I mean, that what's what we're gonna say has already been said a million times. We know defense has been our weak point. We've been talking about it for weeks. Um. I mean, it's just, once again, I've been saying it almost every episode. It sucks that Jaden Daniels, an incredible season by him and Malik Neighbors and Thomas and Lacey, like those guys are shredding it. And this season is being wasted on a piss poor defense. But, you know, that's, it's like, at this point, it's in the past, Florida this week. Um, one thing I will say, though, about Army because I forgot about it, and this is ancient history, but I listened to the press conference of their head coach. I can't even remember what that guy's name is now, speaking of. but uh, uh, Je- Jeff Munkin. Yeah, which they beat Air Force, undefeated Air Force. This past they, they did, they did. Yeah. But it was funny, The his press conference after the LSU game, they were like, the guy was asking him, what positives can you take away from this game? And he was like, don't try to play them again. <laughs> that was his positive. He was like, I don't know how you can take any positives from this. These The guys on LSU were not looking to come to, uh, what is it, West Point to play football. Like, it's just a different – he was like, they do this to teams in their own conference, which I guess he was referring to, like, Mississippi State and, um, you know, some of the lesser teams, but – but anyway, I just Auburn. thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else for Alabama, Matt? I don't really – I mean, like I said, at this point in the week, we've heard it all. It sucks. But, um, oh, the targeting. Did you have anything on – I mean, it was obviously targeting. Well, yeah, there's no there's no debate about it. Like, if you if you – like. Leading with the crown, the crown of his of the helmet. helmet is literally on the face mask. Yeah, launches I mean, it's himself. literally on his face mask. He launches himself, and hits him in the head. Like th- that is that is that is targeting one hundred percent. There's no there's no debate. There's nothing this and that. That is targeting. And Dallas Turner, look, he's a dirty player, and I'm just gonna say that right now. That I just just wanted to say that because. Obviously, he's not a, he's not a clean player. He's done it multiple times this season. But <clears throat> now, if it would have gotten called, does it change the outcome of that game? No, it doesn't change the outcome of the game. You know, I, you know, um, our defense just is not good. It's simply yeah. not that good. And what what really made me mad was, um. Brian Kelly's press conference on Monday. Uh, he he was asked a question about. He said, "Should we should we have used a spy?" Absolutely, like, dude. How do you decide? Like, you finally now figured realized. Oh, 
we definitely need to have a spy. Well, no shit. You're playing one of the most elusive quarterbacks in the league. You have to have a spy against Milrow. Period. Yeah, or at least adjust I mean, to it. Unbelievable. At least try it. What, what, what's crazy is it's like, you know, we knew going into the Florida State game, and we, we should have known we were not a good, we were not going to be good on defense. And we, you know, did the same thing against Ole Miss. We kind of fixed, you know, we put other players in there, but it's like I think we had like the same like front, well, not the same front seven, but, but uh. It just seemed like we were doing the same thing that we did against Ole Miss and against Florida State. Yeah, just not playing good defense. And the thing is, you were playing a pretty bad offense. Yeah, you know, Milrow. Look, your defensive backs. Look, they stopped James Bur- Jermaine Burton for like tw- he only had twenty nine yards receiving, but he just Burton. Uh, Milrow can't throw the ball. He can't throw the ball at all. It's like I mean, it's crazy because like they were saying like everyone's now saying he's a Heisman contender. He's like one of the best players. I'm like, dude. He beat one of the worst defenses this year in college football. He's not a Heisman contender. Yeah, the Heisman contender is across the is across is on the other team now. Um, you know, Jaden played a great Jaden. I think Jaden played great, and I think you know Brian Kelly said something about like Jaden. You know, didn't play good enough. I was just like, I don't know. He ran for a lot of yards, and he out he outrushed Milrow, but I think he threw for like two hundred nineteen yards and. Before the but fourth still, quarter, I mean, I mean, before he got hurt, he was playing yeah. his behind off. Yeah, 15 for 24, 219 yards, two touchdowns. And that interception that he had was like... Not his fault. Yeah, he led the team in rushing, 163 rushing yards, one touchdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Huh? As a quarterback? That's crazy. I mean, Milrow's up there, too. He had 20 carries for 155 yards. Four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He scored more than anybody else on that team. And um, it's crazy because it seemed like our secondary was our weak point. And it's like the guys in the box were the ones that were getting burnt by Bill Rowe. Your entire front and, seven. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you kind of touched on it. I haven't been on a football field in nine years. And we were saying it during the game. Why don't you have a QB spy for Jalen Milrow? It seemed like when they were trying to force Harold Perkins to be a linebacker, you almost are gearing that defense. And, of course, like you said, he moved to nickel. But when you're playing him in the middle as a linebacker, you're almost like, okay, he's going to be a spy at some point. When we play guys like Jalen Milrow or we play Jackson Dart, these elusive quarterbacks, we have – one of the fastest players in college football in Harold Perkins Jr. We have him playing the spy, and that was just like completely abandoned. Didn't seem like they were trying. The one play that we actually he got a rush on him, he got called for the horse collar. But which another thing too, everybody's paying attention to the targeting. No, no I haven't heard anything about the hor- the obvious horse collar that was before the targeting too. But um, yeah, I think. What I guess to go back to my main point, how are we people on the couch able to identify a strategy like having a QB spy and we come on Monday? Like, it would be different if Brian Kelly and Matt House were like, yeah, we were doing a spy schematically. It was just different. Like, we were, you know, but for them to say, yeah, we should have. We should have run a QB spy. Like, what? Too late. What? It's too late. Yeah, what? At least give us an answer like, yeah, 
we were running a QB spy. It just looked a little different. Like we had a guy yeah. spying, but he was dropping into coverage or something. Just say that. Why in the world yeah. would you say we should have done like what? That we made no sense to me. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, um, now like we 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 did say one thing the other night. I was say I think you had asked. We were talking about the twenty twenty defense, and I said, "No, dude, twenty twenty defense is the worst defense that LSU's ever had." Well, at least on that defense, we made adjustments. We simplified it. We made it easier. We knew going in this year, well, you know, I don't think Brian Kelly and us really understood how bad our defense was going to be this year. And, you know, we've done some things. You know, you brought you bring in Pete Jenkins. Now, you know, honestly, and this is – you can debate on this, but I really don't think that Matt House was ever a good defensive coordinator. You know, it's like the same things that we're doing. It's like – so against, like, for example – you know, we weren't we weren't ready to play last year in September. We weren't ready to play against Tennessee. You got beat by Tennessee by a lot of points, but yeah, where the hell is Harold Perkins at? For yeah. this game, I'm like, where the hell is Whit Weeks at? Yeah. I mean, you could put Weeks Weeks as a spy. Yeah. I mean, look, look, Omar Speeds, look, he's not an SEC caliber linebacker. He doesn't have what it takes to play in the SEC. I mean, he got I just saw him getting pushed around, beaten down and everything, and he just he's not ready. Mason Smith, Mason Smith is, you know, and I'm just going to say this right here, was the most overhyped player this offseason. We're one, talking about a guy tackle. that's going to be a first-round draft pick, and he only had one tackle. And, half, and the, the entire defensive line, I mean, you, you look, we were just getting just pushed around. It's like me, me and my dad, excuse me, me and my dad were talking about it. And my dad was saying, like, you know, like when Cam, like Cam Jordan for the Saints – Dude's playing like his 14th year in the league. He's doing the slap, you know, he's slapping his arm and everything. He's going like aggressive, going all out. Nobody on the defensive line did that Saturday night. Nope. Nobody did. And I kind of attribute that to the downfall of our defense. It started with losing our defensive line coach, Jamar Kane, who was an unbelievable recruiter, a great defensive line coach, goes to the Broncos. You bring in Jimmy Lindsey to serve as the new defensive line coach from South Carolina, well, a month before the season starts, he gets sick, and he's not coaching at all right now. So you had to move your special teams coach, John Jancic, to defensive line coach, and you have problems there. So Brian Kelly brought in 83-year-old Pete Jenkins out of retirement again just to kind of be a consultant to the team. And look, did it help? It helped against Missouri, I'll tell you that. I think it helped a lot against Missouri. I think we got better, but, I mean, Saturday night, we just got ran the fuck over. Yeah, and it's quarter. Go ahead. I thought you were. No, I got got none. I got none. (laughs) Uh, I thought uh, I was looking at the defense from last year because I was like, how how far did we digress? And – we were ranked five, the fifth-ranked defense in the SEC last year, and now we're ranked 12th currently. Right. So, like, how does that – to me, that's crazy. Um, and like you said, Missouri had a good running game, and we stopped them. Like, you know, yeah. we we did well, and that takes a front seven, guys in the box. And, um, yeah, man, just like <sighs> – I mean, I just, you know, Brian Kelly did say that he he had a speed. If you watch the path, it's pretty good se- uh, series. 
he was talking about he's like being good is not good enough. I want to be elite. And look, I yeah. do believe Brian Kelly is an elite coach, but Matt House is not an elite defensive coordinator. And you know, I'm not calling for him to get fired, but you got to make a change. You yeah. have to make a change. Matt House is not a you know. I think last year you had a great player in Harold Perkins. And you you know you hit in the portal last year. You got great defensive backs, Makai Gardner, and Javar, uh, Jared Bernard Converse. That kind of bailed you out. I mean, if you look at that Arkansas game, that was the Harold Perkins game. Has four sacks playing the jack position. Um, but this year, you know, you just I don't know what kind of defense we have out there right now. And I think you got to make a change to that position. I mean, yeah, Matt House is in the. League. I think that's I think that's been decided at this point. Like I don't. Yeah, Moscona had a good kind of rant about it on uh what was it whiskey and wine he was talking about how like yeah we kind of already knew like matt house doesn't survive these past the old miss game the way these teams have been scoring a bazillion points on us like matt house isn't going to survive that and even looking back last year we we're ranked fifth defense in the sec the teams in front of us texas a&m didn't make a bowl game kentucky Alabama and Georgia. So it's like yeah. I'm only comfortable with Alabama and Georgia being in front of us in anything. The fact that Texas A&M had a better defense than us is ridiculous. So Yeah. And shit, I mean, A&M's running back last year ran for like 200 yards against us. Yeah. So I just, you know, and look, I mean, I do think that like, um, you just got to make, I mean, like, you know, it's not just him. Your DB coach, Robert Steeples. So Robert Steeples um, played in Missouri, played for the Vikings in the NFL, uh, was a head coach of this high school that became one of the top high schools in the nation. But, like, and LSU was a like highlighting. Look, look into this high school. Like, I don't give a fuck about him at that high school. I don't care. I care about what he can do for LSU. Yeah. And so far, he hasn't done anything because he's inexperienced. This is Robert Steeples' first ever time ever being a db coach he's never ever coached defensive backs never coached any corners or safeties yeah and you know the guy he's replacing was coy raymond and look you know i, I don't think we we're playing better with coy raymond but we're, we're playing a lot better then than we are now with robert steeples yeah plus raymond was a great recruiter and steeples just is not a good recruiter at all yeah and it's obvious the positives you look at the teams that we've lost to florida state is number four, probably going to be the ACC champion and probably going to be in the college football playoff. Ole Miss, yeah. number 10 ranked ranked team in the country, and Alabama, who is Alabama. Those are our three losses. So if we're looking at positives, um, I hate losing. Ole Miss, we're two plays away, three plays away, one you know, uh, whatchamacallit, we had like some delays of game of false starts at the very end of that game. We are a couple yeah. plays away from beating Miss Ole Miss. And uh, Lane Kiffin was saying it at the end of that game too, like one or two plays decided that game, um, and we were in there the whole time. So it's like it, I'm not saying, and I don't think people are saying it, but there's some discourse that could be had like what the hell is Brian Kelly doing? think it's yeah. okay you brought up uh the uh florida state coach was it mike norvell or 
what's it, Jay Norville? Mike Norville. Mike, Mike, Mike Norville. Norville. Yeah, terrible record his first couple of years, and then he picked it up. Same thing we've I've talked about in the past about Brian Kelly's record at Notre Dame was not great. He won like seven games his first two years there, and then they were in college football. He playoff. won eight games his first yeah. two years. Yeah. So. I'm not hitting the panic button on Brian Kelly. It does suck that we lost Alabama, though. <laughs> the way we beat him last yeah. year, it's like, golly. But, I mean, you look at the rest of our schedule, Florida, Georgia State, A&M. Um, let's talk about this Florida team. Oh, they wait, have... I, I, okay. I'm not ahead. done yet. I'm not done yet. Yeah, you didn't ask. Uh, I mean, yeah, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. We'll talk about it at the end. <laughs> okay. I, I had some, but I was just thinking, oh, wait, let's just get to Florida. Um, this Florida team is five and four. Let me tell you about their wins, Matthew. They beat Tennessee, which is a good, you know, Tennessee isn't what we thought they were at the beginning of the season, but you know, second game of the year or no, no third. That was their third game beat Tennessee. They beat McNeese. Go pokes. Charlotte pokes. And Vanderbilt in South Carolina. And they lost Arkansas in overtime this last year, this last weekend. What I'm saying is the teams that they've beat are not like quality teams, other than McNeese, of course, who is what, 0 and 7 now? Um, so, or 1 and 7 because Northwestern forfeited. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I expect this to be similar, if not worse, than the Auburn game. And I think Sunbelt Billy might be on the hot seat next year. If they can't figure something out, I know he has – everybody talks about the recruits, but, boy, I don't I don't know, man. This, I mean Florida, – Florida is impatient. They fired Dan Mullen after, like, they hit the well, panic button on him quick. Well, so. they fired him because he like they had like the they had the they were they were like dead last in recruiting, right? And you know, like recruiting's huge. You got to build, and that's that's what Billy Napier's fighting right now at Florida. Now he's got a top three class, and you know, I think that's why some fans are okay. Look, you know, give him some time and yeah, get the players you need. And I, th- I think you know, look, we'll see what he does but you you can have the past two years it hasn't looked too good yeah you can have good recruiting and terrible coaching though like A&M yeah. and Miami both of those teams make horrible coaching decisions and they have top 10 recruiting classes in the country especially in a- A&M so you know yeah. we'll see i'm i don't have a whole lot like i haven't watched very many florida games um so, I don't have a super quarter- in-depth analysis or anything. Graham Mertz had through for a lot. They were in overtime last year. What were you going to say about their quarterback? Yeah, quarterback's pretty good. Uh, the wide receiver number one, Ricky Purcell. Uh, actually, I think was him and Jaden Daniels were teammates oh, at wow. Arizona State. But. Nice. Uh, Eugene Wilson yeah, pretty, the third is also a number three. They're running back. He's also a, a good no. He's not their running back. Not he's running not their back. running back. Brother. Receiver, receiver, receiver. Who are their running no, backs, uh, Matthew? Montrell Johnson Jr. and Trevor Etienne. Yeah. So Mont- Montrell Johnson Jr. Uh, I watched him play at UL. 
when he was he was so he was a UL ability and then he went to Florida. Uh power back. He's like five eleven, but he's like two twenty. He's a really, really good running back. Uh Trevor Etienne. Is it Etienne? I was trying to get a pronounced uh, pronounce my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, tre- so Trevor e- H. Han, um, you know, Jennings boy, everything, two top running backs. But I think, um, I think Florida's going to be throwing the ball a lot against us. So once again, our DBs, you know, I think we're without Denver Harris. I think we're going to be without uh, Alexander. And look, your freshman DBs played great against Alabama. That's the only bright spot I'd probably say defensively for us. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be tested a little bit against Florida. Florida's coming off of, you know, an embarrassing loss to an Arkansas team that's lost six straight games. Yeah, yeah. Had to fire their offensive coordinator. Uh, Sam Pittman's out the uh, – he's on the way out too. I, I think they're – his range, his regime might be coming to a close. They have Auburn and Missouri coming up, so yeah, he might not survive. Yeah, and, you those. Know, yeah, I, I don't think he survives. Um, but this is a huge uh, stretch for Florida as well. Um, they're five. You said they're five and four, so they're one game away from going from going to a bowl game. They play us this week. They go to Missouri next week. And then they host Florida State Florida the week State. after. So that they might is not they brutal. might lose all three of those and miss a bowl game. I wouldn't tell I don't think they can beat Missouri. And Florida State is gonna destroy them. Unless it's like a, a look ahead spot kind of situation where like we were looking ahead to Georgia playing Texas A and M last year. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think I don't think like Florida State just has so much better talent than what Florida has right now, so and better coaching too. But, oh yeah, uh, for, for yeah, sure. that's and, a gauntlet. That's the thing, you know, they just came off of Georgia and Arkansas too. Like, yeah, and you 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 hope to get that win against Arkansas before going in this. Now, I'm not I'm not saying they're gonna you know, you know, Billy's coming back to the state. Coming back to Louisiana, there'll probably be a lot of UL fans disguised as Florida Gator fans because they they love Billy Napier. Yeah. Shout out to my Uh yeah. So I mean Florida, I mean, look, Florida I think could come in and you know, I think it's gonna be a back and forth shootout for sure. Um uh, I really I mean, if you lose this game, uh, it it'd be it'd be hard. It'd be a hard game to lose. I know Florida, for the past like five years, I saw a stat, and I, I texted you the other day. While you're looking at that, Jaden Daniels, uh, just like an update on him, he oh yeah has been limited and limited in practice today, um, and uh, he's he's working out, but he's practicing in a limited role. <laughs> So, so basically, meaning he's not going to play on Saturday. You don't think so? I think I, I don't know, man. I don't. I you know I think you're probably right because they're probably like we don't need him against Florida, and the Nussbus, he can throw that ball, man. I think this is good. This will be this and Georgia State 
next weekend um, will be good practice for the Nuss Bus. Uh, and then he could play at Texas I, A&M. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, 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 and I mean, another thing is you get a full week to practice with Garrett Nussmeyer, knowing that you may be start this game. I, I really do not think that Jaden's going to play now. Maybe he does play. Well, if he plays, I mean, I think I think he'll and I think he'll play the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, what sucks yeah, is if, I don't, I don't if know. he if he doesn't play, his Heisman hopes are probably toast. Well, I, I think his Heisman hopes are already gone right now. I, I don't. I mean, unless he unless he comes to plays the rest of the season, good. But I mean, I just I, I think that uh, you know, that game on Saturday. What really pissed me off in that game is watching uh, ESPN in the morning, McAfee, and everyone's just talking about like Jalen Moto has a chance to build his Heisman campaign last tonight. He he, like I said earlier, he did it against one of the worst defenses in college football. Yeah, and he cannot throw the ball. So I mean, if that team plays Georgia. I think they're going to lose to Georgia. Yeah, I think they'll lose. Oh, yeah. I don't. And I don't think they have a chance in the world. Speaking of Georgia, I think I talked about it on Saturday. Carson Beck, that's a guy that. I mean, people are starting to talk about it now. I've heard him on the college football podcast these past two weeks. I've heard him come up more. And when his name comes up, people are saying, people aren't talking about Carson Beck. So it's like, okay, now people are talking about him. But um, he was definitely like a dark horse. And if Georgia wins it all again, then I could see him um, getting the Heisman just because he's the quarterback of the winning team. And it's truly a team award now. Granted, uh, what's his nuts? Caleb Williams won it last year, and they had three losses. Three losses or four? I can't remember. I think they had three losses, and they yeah. lost. I think they had two, and then they lost. The, uh, I don't know how many losses. Yeah. Either how about, way. How about him? How about uh, Caleb Williams crying this crying. weekend to his mom? Yeah, man. After And here's the deal. I don't shame crying, but – he commented on the other Max guy crying. Yeah, Max Duggan, when he was getting emotional over football, which is an emotional game, it's full of emotions. You can cry during football. I did. Like, that's what happens. And he quote tweeted it with just like an LOL. And now he's the one. It's like, yeah. Flips the script. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, dude, look, I, I get it after we lose the game or something. You cry on the field, go cry in the locker room. But, I mean, this guy literally runs up to the stands. His mom has, like, a little binder, like a little piece of paper, puts it in front. He's just bawling. I'm like, that is, like, the why would you draft that right there? Look, he's a great player. But, I, I, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I don't know. The, the, the guy the guy's asking for part of the Bears organization. And yeah, I mean, he's in Hollywood, so that's, yeah. I think I think he's a, he's a great actor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think uh, he is another case of similar to Jaden Daniels, where he's a great quarterback, and their defense is just terrible. Like their defense was bad last year. A Lincoln Riley defense is terrible, so it's like he just can't get over the hump of what his own. He's playing against his own defense, basically, and that's exactly what Jaden Daniels is fighting yeah. with. But, um, but yeah, so as far as Heisman hopes, even if we have three losses, I think he still has a chance. If he balls out against Florida and A&M, then he has a chance. That's if he plays. Yeah, exactly. That's, that was my you – know, we're on the same 
frequency mad if he plays, but if he doesn't, then we can pretty much kiss that goodbye. And it's a shame because he's so good, and you only get one of these guys every few years. But um, mm-hmm. hopefully if we have to rely on the Nuss bus, then he takes us for a ride. But, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, see. it, it – it would suck not having Jaden there because you know Nuss can't run the ball. You know, you're and uh Garrett Dellinger said it in a press conference uh yesterday that you know Nuss is gonna probably throw it for like twenty times a game. So I just I mean it, but it changes the the way it changes your offense too. Yeah. Because if it's Nussmeyer, you're just throwing the ball. You don't yeah. have to worry about him, you know, running all over the field like a spaghetti noodle. <laughs> yeah. You just you have to yeah, you have to focus on um you know, just playing playing in coverage and everything. Yeah, but I also think it's okay. You know, if Nuss is going to be the guy next year, this is his chance to do. This is you know, this is his opportunity. He finally gets his first start, and you know, just just a chance. To, if he beats, I mean, look, if you beat Florida, that's a big win. I mean, I, I think any win in the SEC, regardless of who you play, it's a big win every week. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, 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 it. I still think it's the best conference in college football, and I don't think it's any, anything close. Maybe yeah, not this no. year. But overall, it's, I think it's the best in college football. That's a little biased take right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it didn't – I agree. It didn't seem like a great one when we first started the season, but it's definitely proved to be a very strong conference. It's just weird seeing the Pac-12 as strong as it is because they're usually a laughing stock. But Yeah. Anything else for Florida LSU? So uh, – Overall, for LSU, um, you, you know your national championship hopes are done. Yeah, get into Atlanta's done. You're not gonna do. You're not doing any of that. You'll you know play in a bowl game, but you still have a chance to win ten games. Yep. You know, LSU before Brian Kelly arrived, LSU in two years after winning a national championship, it had eleven wins. Eleven wins in two years. Brian Kelly comes in his first season, beats Alabama, takes you to Atlanta, and you you, know, you win ten games, and you got a chance to do that this year now, which that's building. And and like you were saying, or you were saying earlier, you know, everyone's like, oh, you got to do it in year three, you got to win a national championship in year three. I'm not trying to bring your expectations down if you have high expectations. Like, look, I want to win a championship every single year too. But going in the year, we knew Brian Kelly warned us and said this isn't going to be the team. This isn't going to be the team that's going to win a championship. It's going to be next year. And we were all like, oh, that's bullshit. You're just <laughs> talking. We we know football more than you do. Maybe we do because we we, we we know to put a spy in there, yeah. either whether it's him or whether it's Matt House. But, look, I mean, you win 10 games back-to-back seasons. You're building something. Now, you may have to take something down in order to keep building it, you know, because yeah. it, it may not be in the right spot. And I think that's what our defense is right now. You bring in – you know, you bring in a good defensive coordinator, somebody, you know, I'm just going to throw a name out there, the the, the guy in Michigan, uh, Jess Minter. Michigan has the top rated. I thought you were going to say huh? Connor Stallions. Connor Stallions? Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, that we'll get both of them. We'll, we'll get both of them, get the sunglasses, the hat, the LSU, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't – I believe right now we're still going in the right direction. You know, I, I believe with Brian Kelly, we are in a better spot now than we were before he took the, you know, two years ago. Oh yeah. And I think you know it's 
You just got to keep getting, you just got to keep. And, you know, one thing I look at is his first year he came in, we had 15 high school recruits sign. And you had 15 guys in the portal come. The next year you had 26 high school players and 14 guys in the portal. This year you're going to have, you have 26 now, but you may get, I think you're going to get maybe 29, 30 spots, 30 high school players. And you'll get, uh, I think you're going to get less people in the portal, which means, okay, you're starting to build depth. You're starting to add. You're, you're not having to go in the portal every year. Now, you, I mean, you should go in the portal just to maybe help a position, but I, I think this whole rent a corner thing LSU does, you know, after this year, I just stopped doing that. I'd stop doing it and just rely on, you know, develop freshmen, develop your players. Because, yep. I mean, it's just like you, you, you bring in – these transfer guys, it stops the development of one player. I mean, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no, no, that does. You're right because the nothing uh, replaces the real game experience. So right, right, yeah. and I mean, look, I, I think I think we'll get we're gonna we're definitely gonna get there. We're gonna win a championship. I don't know if it's gonna be this year, and I mean, it's not gonna be this year. I don't know if it's gonna be next year. I mean, it could be in 2025. I mean, shit. Yeah. Right now, we it could be in twenty twenty five. That that's when I think. Yeah, I think you know, but Brian Kelly now, you know, and he has his own ways, he has his own sayings. But I think that he should embrace more of what Saban did, and you know, Miles and Ogeron, how they won championships. They won with great defense. And I look, I know Brian Kelly's not stupid. Well, I don't know. You know, I know Brian Kelly knows. Okay, we need to have a better defense out there. And if he has to make a change, I know he'll make it. So that's that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Yep. You're right. And I keep going back to this point. I think I've said it two or three times now. Starting the year winning the starting his LSU career winning the West in his first year, like that as far as setting expectations, <laughs> that set some expectations for sure. And um, and now we're gonna have Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC too, so it might end up being that much harder. But yeah. um, but yeah, I, I agree everything you said there, Matt. Like it's a process. You got to develop players, and the only way to develop players is to have them play in games. So yeah, and I mean, I I do think that that's what Brian Kelly wants to do. But like, and everyone's like, oh, the roster is good. I'm like, dude, we had 39 players yeah before when he got here you had to go in the portal because you didn't have anybody else so yeah i mean it's it just just keep building one thing before we move on to the saints um like you said matt mason taylor he's wide open in the middle of the field and this might there was multiple drops, but the one that I remember is when he was wide open, hit him in the hands, and I guess he just must have took his eye off the ball, um, literally, and dropped it, like, right through his hands. I mean, that was brutal, and you can take it away from that. Yeah. Um, now, tight ends, they, they don't they don't really get that many receptions, so when a ball comes to them, yeah, they're going to try to catch it, and but, I mean, that was a that that I mean, 
that was a, that changed the game right there because we you know, we got the ball back and we scored, which I was surprised to start that game. We kicked it off to Bama. Yeah, but I was like, shit, we scored before halftime. Okay, and then we score. Um, and then we score again. And then we we finally take the lead. Say, like, hey, shit, we got a chance now. And then yeah, we Bama had a does chance. Bama things. We get the ball back. Um, and you know, Mason Taylor. I mean. As good as a player he is, that was a huge drop, and that and I think all the momentum kind of shifted to Bama right there. Yeah, I mean, people say it was the interception, but I, I think I think the ball game was over after that drop. Yeah, uh, and I, I do want to talk about uh Charles Turner. Charles Turner had like three penalties. He had like an illegal snap, like I think two false starts. I mean, and he's like your most experienced offensive lineman. I mean, just had a bad day. Did not have a good game at all. Um, I mean, she uh, just did not have a good game. Yeah. And uh, I, I do want to say on the – I know we weren't going to talk much about the Turner sack, but, you know, Saban was sending a message to our offensive line uh, when they hit uh, Jaden Daniels. Because our offensive line is one of the top in the, na- top in the SEC, and, you know, that hit right there. I was pissed off that right after Jane gets hit, nobody does anything. They all just stand there. And I like I know you don't want to get a penalty or anything, but like I just I, I wish I would have saw a little more fight. And you know, we, there was no fight. And that's kind of how the defense has been playing all year. There's no fight. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Which I mean, I I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Yep. Yep. Uh moving on to the Saints. Um, we beat the Bears. You're supposed to beat the Bears. They had Tyson Badgett, some random guy from West Virginia, as their quarterback. They're two and seven. They beat them twenty four seventeen. I'm not gonna sit here and say that the Saints are now good. Um, they also were going to play the Vikings this week. They too have a backup quarterback that has played one game with them. Beat the Falcons, which was good, but Josh Dobbs signed with the Vikings and showed up and played like all. In, 48 hours so um we should beat them and i'm not going to say that the saints are all of a sudden fixed because we beat these sorry teams you're supposed to beat the bears sorry ass bears yeah the bears are about to fire their whole coaching staff they've fired two staff members like their defensive coordinator i think or one of their coordinators and another coach mysteriously for hr purposes like that, that that was yeah that was defensive coordinator yeah but they fired a second person since then too I don't know if you heard about that there's been two coaches fired for HR reasons like that franchise is a dumpster fire you should beat them the fact that we only beat them twenty four seventeen is still alarming to me um, Vikings we need to beat them too like this is not the only positive out of any of it well it's not even really it's not even a positive we're leading the division now. And because the Falcons lost, so we're five and four, <laughs> I think. Let me see. Yeah, five and four leading the division. Um, and the other teams stink. And I really wish that we weren't leading the division because it would have give it would give Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson all the more reason to fire our coaches. So, <laughs> um, it almost stinks that we're leading it right now so we have vikings this weekend and then falcons 
um, coming up after Thanksgiving. So, and then the Lions are coming to town. That's probably going to be a tough game. Oof. Lions are Oof. hot. Yeah. Um, Dan Campbell, former Saints head coach. That's my take on the Saints. I'm so, I'm just done with this season. Like, it is, it's funny. Chris Olave led the team for six receptions, 46 yards, one touchdown after his, uh, run in with the law. But yeah, other than that, I'm sorry. I, play- I wish, I wish we would give Taysom Hill more, uh, more of the ball. He had 11 carries, 52 yards. Like, he is such a Swiss Army knife. But he broke a uh, he broke Frank Gifford's uh, record. He's like the first right. player to have 10, 10 rushing touchdowns, ten receiving touchdowns. Yeah, like I think for his career or something, and yeah. ten passing touchdowns. Yeah. So if there's any positives, it's it's that Michael Thomas had zero receptions in a football game. So I'm just like, I'm sorry if you come to this podcast for Saints content. You probably don't. You probably realized at this point, um, not a big Saints podcast, but that's all I got, Matt. I don't, this very depressing for the Saints. So Good win. I mean, shit, good win, 24-17. It's a win, but Dennis Allen still sucks. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I really got nothing. I was I was I was pretty footballed out uh, after uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saturday night. I just uh, brutal. Yeah. Um. In other news, yeah. The only thing, other thing I was going to talk about is Josh Dobbs showing up like the night before the game or two nights before the game against the Falcons and won. They beat them. That's pretty crazy. Um. And Joe Burrow, for some reason, the Cincinnati reporters keep asking him about Ohio state like you know and I get it they're in Ohio so they probably like if he was on any other team aside maybe the Browns I don't think they would be asking him as much about it but he's been asking I mean he's been answering the same questions with the same answers for the past four years exactly yeah ever since he got there I'm like stop like you he won a Nash he won a Heisman trophy with uh, with LSU, after after he won it, he got up, hugged all of his family, hugged the coaches at LSU, when hugged uh, Ryan Day, and everyone's like, "This is an LSU Ohio State award." No, <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy playing for LSU, yeah. not Ohio State. And I I like what he said. You know, I got I got my degree from Ohio State, but I played football for LSU. Yeah, so. And I don't think a whole lot of Ohio State fans claim him. I think it's more of like a media trying to create this tension between... Trying to create a narrative. Yeah, in the same way that sometimes uh, Jalen Hurts... And Jalen Hurts played a lot. He played a lot longer for Alabama than Oklahoma, but that was a similar kind of like... He he finished his career at Oklahoma, so... Um, he was a Heisman front runner. Yeah, not a front runner. He was pretty far back because Joe Burrow was that good that year. But um, his situation well, is a little it, bit. He won a national championship at Alabama, so a little bit different. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Now, and this doesn't have anything to do with it, but like Devonte Smith's from Louisiana, won the Heisman Trophy for Alabama. Do I claim him? No, he played for Alabama. Yeah, exactly. Which is, he's from Louisiana, but which we would have got him, but we didn't. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, my like if Walker Howard won the Heisman Trophy for 
Oh, uh, Ole Miss. Good for Ole Miss. Yeah. Not good, but I mean, he won it for Ole Miss. LSU, he can't, didn't even play at LSU. Played like three snaps. Yeah. Other than that, um, I don't have much else. So, anything else, Matt? Basketball? You could just say it into the microphone. Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Uh, McNeese beat VCU. Will Wade's former team or former school. Um, without him, though, because he served, what is it, 10 games or five games? The suspension? It's uh, 10 games. Yeah. So, yeah, basketball starting up. Um, the Lady Tigers lost to Colorado in their first game uh, in what was it Vegas I think they were playing so yeah that stinks but you know it's long season and um hopefully they can get it together because they got some they got a a player from Louisville I think Matthew do you ha- know ha- Haley Van Haley Van Lith she was yeah. like one of the top I think she was the top player in the portal last yeah. year you have her teaming up with Angel Reese yeah um, I think they'll get it together. I mean, that talent in general is, you know, strong. That's a, that's a really good team. Yeah. I, I, just, I just think now, I think losing kind of brings you back to earth a little bit, humbles yourself. Okay, like, look, one loss, just keep pushing, you know. Yeah. That's a good team. I think that's a team that, that can possibly repeat as champions. Yeah. Like, it's it's they've had the number one recruiting class. They've gotten, like, they have the number one player. They have uh, – Number one you know, NIL money in women's. Yeah. Uh, they have the best women's coach of all time and Kim Mulkey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, men's, men's basketball, they was, beat uh, Mississippi Valley. To, yeah. Who did they beat? Uh, I think Mississippi Valley. I think it was like 1-6. I think I have no score. I think it was like 116 to 60. So one, they can score. 106. Uh, they don't have J- – Wait, what? 106 to 60. They don't have Jalen Cook, which sucks because that's 22 points right there. You know, it's it's bullshit what's, what they what the NCAA has done to him. Um, you know, Jalen Cook was, on, was with LSU and Will Wade. And after Will Wade got fired, transferred to Tulane, and then decided I want to come back to LSU, and the NCAA is like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. You, you, you violated a rule. That we made up, yeah. Just now, yeah. Stuff like that is truly like the NCAA is just asking for colleges to leave their jurisdiction because some they're, of that they're stuff bullies. Is, they're bullies. Yeah, yeah. LSU's they playing have no Nichols. power. LSU's playing Wait, Nichols uh, on Friday, so that's funny. And then uh, Magnese plays – pulling up the schedule right here. CBS. Magnese plays Bibl- Biblical State. Yeah. Biblical State. I've never, ever heard of Biblical State. It's at 4 o'clock p.m. Yeah. And then Champion Christian, I think. Champion, Champion Christian, then – Champion Baptist College. Champion Baptist College, and then – Letourneau. Let Letourneau. Where did they find these teams? And then WCU. And, uh, and then Texas State. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I'm pumped for the we were just talking about before the podcast. I'm pumped for this Magnese basketball to actually be able to go to the games is pretty fun. So um Well to go and we'll finally cover we'll finally cover Magnese. So yeah, all the Magnese yeah. people that are like, you should cover Magnese, well here here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Magnese football is just it's unbelievable. Oh, it's <laughs> like they haven't won a single game. The only win they have is a forfeit from Northwestern because they couldn't like they canceled their season. So it's not even yeah. yeah, it looks like it's not even counting as a oh, maybe it is. No, yeah, it's 0 and 8. So I guess it was a no contest because Yeah, I get, yeah. Yeah. So doesn't make it any better. Yeah. All righty. With that, we appreciate each well, the Pelicans Oh, we can save it for the next episode. Um, Pels are down sixty-seven forty-four to the Timberwolves. Yeah, and <clears throat> they Minnesota. almost beat they almost beat the Nuggets. Uh, the other day, last night. Yeah, last last night, not two nights ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Well, with that, thank you all for listening once again. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we surely. Hope you enjoyed, and we will see y'all next time. Go Tigers.